I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Praise God. I'm David Weeder. This is my wife Lynn Weeder. And we are here enjoying ourselves in the Word of the Living God. It is such an honor and privilege to come to you today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching the broadcast. This is this, this we do it for you. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's have a word of prayer and then we'll get into today's message. Father, we thank you for this yet another opportunity to reach people throughout the world with your uncompromised word of faith. Glory to God. What an indescribable honor to be called to preach, to teach, to preach, and to heal as described in your word. And now I'm asking you, to think through my mind, speak through my lips, the things that you would have for the people listening to these broadcasts. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to go beyond the words into the hearts and into the minds of every person, bringing revelation that will in turn bring victory, bring healing, bring prosperity, Bring peace and soundness in every area of their lives. Spirit, soul, financially, socially, and every other area. Thank you for attending to your word and seeing to it. In the mighty, matchless name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, the last several weeks, um, we have started a series on the word, the name, faith, and love. And uh, as we've been going into to quite some detail and just letting the Holy Ghost lead us and guide us through example, through precept, through the word itself, we're going to start off with our foundation scriptures for the Word, which is beginning in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Lynn's going to read that scripture, and then you're going to flip right over to Romans chapter 1. I'm going to pick up and read there, and then we'll recap a little bit and get right into the meat of today's broadcast. Lynn, go ahead. All right. Hebrews 4, 12, and 13. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I thought I was going right over to Romans. <laughs> Notice the last part of that. Read, read that. read that last verse again. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him 
with whom we have to do. All things are naked and open before the Word. If there is something in your life that you just haven't quite figured out what the problem is, there's just something that's, I mean, you know, one thing, you just fix one thing and another thing breaks and and you just barely get along. You get, you know, you get a couple hundred dollars ahead and something breaks down and you got to spend it on that. And, you know, you get one kid gets healthy and the other one gets sick. Or it's something you just not, there's just a, not a connection there. Ah, oh, the Word knows what the answer is. The Word knows the answer because the Word is God and God knows the answer. Stay true. Stay, be not weary in well-doing. And you can't do any better than stay with the Word. Stay with the Word and He will get the answer to you because He knows it. And He wants you to have it more than you do. It may seem frustrating. There may seem to be a blockage, but just stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. The answer will come. Here a number of years ago, we had an issue in Lynn's life and Lynn's health that just, I just, I pray over it and pray over it. It was a health issue. It was pray over it and pray over it. And she just kept getting worse and worse and going down and down. And I'm just staying with the word, staying with the word. And through a totally not connected avenue, we got a piece of information. And it was like, hey, there's, that's, an, that's an interesting piece of information. And she actually started researching it for somebody else. And there was the answer. And it was the corresponding action. Well, now I'm like next, I'm, I'm two, three weeks down the road now. But there was the corresponding action that we needed to take to put with the word and with prayer, and with faith. And it manifested the healing in her life. Nothing is hidden from the word. If there's something in your life that's just not making sense, just not clicking, stay with the word. The answer is there. Well, and something on, there's actually a couple points that I wanted to bring up in that section is there was a physical problem that actually was leading to a lot of mental health issues. Hmm. It was actually a physical disease process that was creating mental health issues. Mm -hmm. The other thing on that. When you were given the example of, okay, you've got $200 put back and then something comes up and you have to spend that. But the thing is, you had the $200 that you needed. You'd put it back. Maybe it was for that. And instead of looking at it as, man, that's a drain, is thank you, God, that you prompted me and I had it put back and it was ready for this. Absolutely. There's a difference in attitude and it's difficult when you're in the middle of it and it feels like you're getting hit and hit and hit. But that thankfulness in everything. Yeah. It didn't say that. That scripture doesn't say to be thankful for everything. There's a lot of things not to be thankful for. If people are going to hell. I'm not thankful for that. But to be thankful in everything. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You have the ability to be thankful. <laughs> hey, I took a breath. Glory to God, I'm thankful. And we're going to get into a lot of that today. One thing we're going to look at, uh, I'm, I'm going to read. Are you done with that? Yeah. For now? Okay. For now. 
I'm going to go ahead and pick up in Romans chapter 1 because the things that we're going to be dealing with today, you have to know there's power available for it. And we see that in Romans chapter 1 in verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God himself unto salvation to everyone that believes. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm just going to stop right there. Unto salvation. We already looked at it. It is deliverance and it is wholeness. And both of those things are completely directly related to mental and soulish wellness. To be, You're not whole if you're not at peace. You're not whole right. if you're tormented, if you're worried, or if you're fear, fearful. And the power is there to deliver you from that, to deliver you from the worry, to deliver from the fearful. To, from the worry and the, and the dread and the depression. As a matter of fact, we've seen, we, we talked about some of the things that make it effective, but with faith mixed in with it, man, that's the power that created the universe and it's power specifically for the saving, the deliverance, the protection, the making whole of the soul. Read, read James <laughs> for us right there. James, this is James 1, 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. And that's what's so awesome is God didn't say, well, you're just going to have to deal with it till you get to heaven. He said the word is here to bring salvation to your soul. You don't have to just put up with it. That's exactly right. And it's specifically for that purpose. I mean, it's what it says, for the saving of the soul. And it's the engrafted word, which you look up at that word engrafted and it has to do with living and producing. And so it's, it's word that you've meditated and we're, we're getting ready to see that. And it's for the saving of the soul. We saw last week, and I'm just going to mention it, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, that the word makes specific distinction between the spirit and the soul and the body. That scripture that, that um, Lynn read to, to start off with in Hebrews chapter 4 even talks about the word being able to divide the spirit and the soul. The soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and it is a compartment inside your spirit, for lack of a better way to say it. And your spirit with your soul lives inside your body, this temple of the Holy Ghost. And so we looked at that and we examined that. And then we saw where if the word of God is for the saving of the soul, how do we start that process? And turn with me over to, to Romans chapter 12 and we'll look at it again. And we'll pick up from there. Romans chapter 12 lays it out very clearly. In the first verse of Romans chapter 12, it talks about presenting your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. Because, I mean, he did purchase them. And then in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Don't be saturating yourself with everything else in the, that the world does. But be you transformed. This is what we're after. We're wanting to be transformed. How and how and why and where? <laughs> By the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? 
Well, the first step we talked about was in Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to go ahead and read that. Verse 7, and I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Joshua 1, 7 out of the New Living. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instruction Moses gave you, or as we said, all the word of God. That was the word that they had. Do not deviate from these instructions, turning either for the right to the left. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. And we talked about just briefly, that's how David succeeded in life and became a man after God's own heart. He meditated in it day and night. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That was step one. Saturate and immerse yourself in the Word. Study it. Search it out. Know it. The Word actually says in Proverbs, my, my, my people perish for a lack of knowledge of the Word. It doesn't say it's, 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 that's a paraphrase, but if you study that verse, that's what, it, that's what it says. Lack of knowledge of the Word. You have to know it in order to believe it and put it into operation. And so now we're going to look at step two. And in looking in step two, you'll need to turn with us over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And there is a lot in this scripture. And so what we're going to do is Lynn's going to read down through it. And then we're going to go back and dissect it and look at it in detail. We're starting with verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Glory to God. Now, if you go back to verse 4, and we start looking at it in detail. It talks about the weapons of our warfare. Well, immediately we go to Ephesians chapter 5. Because the Ephesians chapter 5 describes in detail the entire, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 6. I apologize. Ephesians chapter 6 describes in detail the armor of God. Now, we're not going to go through every, every bit of it here because there's only one piece of this armor. It's all defensive shields and bucklers and helmets and things like that. Ah, uh, but there's one that's an offensive weapon, okay? These other things are armor. There's a weapon listed, and you'll find it in verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But it's not just the Word of God. There's two Greek words translated word in the Bible. And one is logos, which is the written word, but the other is rhema, and it's the spoken word. And this is a huge key in this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And in the, the 
as you continue down through here and you talk about it's mighty for the pulling down of strongholds and the casting down of imaginations that that our weapons of our warfare the sword of the spirit the which is the word the spoken word of god the key here is to realize and recognize the word has to come out your mouth let me say that again the word has to come out your mouth you've got to put it in your mouth and you've got to say it mark 11:22 23 and 24 Believe it in your heart, but you have to say it with your mouth and you shall have whatsoever you say. Now, there's an illustration of this. It's very simple because you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. That's why, that's why he said right, the, the, the weapons of our warfare, which is the sword of the spirit, the spoken word of God. And so I'm going to ask you to do something with me here, okay? Now, you got to do it. Now, you can't just sit there. You have to do this because you won't see it if you don't do it. Okay? All right. So do it. Quietly, in your mind, just to yourself, in your thoughts, start counting from 1 to 10 now. Now, out loud, tell me your name. Lynn. What happened to the counting in your mind? Stopped. It had to stop. When you say something with your mouth, even though you thought it in order for it to say it, your background noise, that noise, the thoughts that bombard you all the time, that steady conversation has to stop to see what your mouth is saying. Now, especially somebody like me, I could keep up with the counting in my head if I was trying to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. But I have to consciously be trying to think that as I'm saying my name and then keep back up. You have to put a lot of effort into it to make that work. So if you're putting the effort in to push that aside by speaking, it will work. And you had to focus. Yes. In order to maintain track of the, the, number. the numbers, you had to focus more on that, and the speaking is more of a sideline issue. Yep. So if focus on the speaking of the word, and the background becomes background. It's the side issue. All right. Now, another thing to point out: casting down imaginations, and there's verse five, uh, and every high thing that exalteth itself against your knowledge of God. Well, where do you think your knowledge of God comes from? From the instruction manual. We're right back to the word. It's the spoken word that casts it down. And it's the written word from the instruction manual that you compare what needs to be, whether it needs to be struck down or not, cast down. If it doesn't line up with peace in your soul, peace in your mind, your will, your emotions, then that is contrary to and it's trying to take the place of what the Word says you should be experiencing and you need to cast it down. And you have to cast it down by speaking the Word that is the answer to the bombardment. Mm -hmm. If you're bombarded about finances, then you need to find what the Word says about God supplying all of my need according to His riches and glory. If you're constantly bombarded with thoughts of sickness and disease, pandemic, oh my gosh, will I catch it, whatever, then you need to 
cast that down with words of your protection from Psalm 91, from Isaiah 53, from 1 Peter 2.24, from Matthew uh, 8. And it's one of those things where you can do that in every realm and you can kind of slowly get caught up. Okay, I'm not going to watch the news, but I'm going to sit here and scroll through social media. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This person's elected, that person's elected, they're passing this, they're doing that. Oh my gosh, there's whatever else going on. Social media can be as bad or worse than sitting there and watching the news. Undoubtedly. (laughs) And you've got to say, you know, it doesn't matter who's president, it doesn't matter what's going on here, it doesn't matter what's going on there. The word says we win. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. The instruction manual is right. There are action steps that God may tell you to do things Mm -hmm. and you do it. And you have to mix faith with it. Finances. You look at your checking account (laughs) and you go, let's see, I've got this bill and this bill and this bill. What does the word have to say about that? Your checkbook will talk to you sometimes just like that fig tree talked to Jesus and said, you ain't getting nothing out of here. (laughs) And there's times that, yes, you absolutely speak that word. And then there may be a job you need to go do. That's right. There may be something you need to sell. There may be something you completely forgot you even had that is of value to somebody else. And God will bring that up. And he may not say, go find this to sell. He may say, go clean out your closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't forget now, this is part two. Don't, don't forget, you're doing part one all the time. You're, you're meditating the, the word. word. You're mu- that word meditate, and we didn't go into this. It, I, I, I went a little too fast. I should have spent mm-hmm. even more time than I did on it. But that word meditate means to mutter. It literally means to say it. it we're back to saying it. It's to mutter, to speak to think. And that's what you're doing day and night, day and night. The word, the word, the word. This is part two, but you're still doing part one all the time. And here's the, here's the next step of this. When you're first starting out in this and it's constant bombardment, it's the thoughts are thought and you, you cast that thought down and it's not five seconds. It's back again. And it's not another 10 seconds. It's back again. 30 seconds later, you're thinking it again. That's where the next part of this verse comes in. Casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and, there's an and there that joins it together, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. What disobedience? Disobedience of thought. That's just what he said. Bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ and and be ready to revenge Every disobedient thought. So you need to have that attitude of revenge. I mean, it is an active, almost righteously angry revenge every single time a thought contrary to the word tries to come. This is how you break depression's back. This is how you get rid of the core of worry and depression and fear and all of that that comes from hearing the lives of the devil. And though hearing them, that's what he does. He bombards with thoughts all the time, all the time. And when I had to walk this out, 
I was having issues with depression, but I was also having issues with ability to focus. And remember, like I could read a scripture, a scripture, and five minutes later could not tell you the reference of what I just read or the exact wording of it. So I had reminders pop up on my phone. Mm-hmm. My phone was pretty much in my hand or my back pocket all the time. It's within reach. So my screensaver were verses that I was standing on. I had alarms on my phone that would go off and pop scripture up to remind me, this is what you're saying. My unlock screen, everything, I geared it towards helping me put my eyes on the word of God. It wasn't necessarily in a Bible like this format. Yeah. Format. It was electronic. And I would have reminders pop up. I would have things on different screens to and reminding myself, okay, yeah, you can check social media, but let's get back off of it and focus on this. Yep, you can go wash the dishes or whatever, but then come back to this. You have to be consistently constant with this because the devil is with his thoughts of bombardment. And in order to be successful, if when something has gotten that stronghold where it's manifesting in depression or oppression or suicidal thoughts or whatever, you've got to be just as constant, just as consistent, and just as doggedly determined to speak the word, do parts one, Parts two, I call that imagination down. That thought is not representative of what God wants for my life. I will not thought, think that. My mind is my mind, and I command you to think the word of God, and the word says this. And then say, speak the word, speak the word, speak the word. It's got to be consistent. You've got to revenge every thought. And then when you first start, you may have to do this process every 30 seconds, but you stay with it, and it'll be a minute. You stay with that and it'll be five minutes. You stay with that, it'll be an hour. You stay with that, it'll be a day. And pretty soon you're like, when was the last time I had to deal with that? That's the way the process works and that's the key but it bottom line. But will pop up again in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll pop because you, you had a weakness there. He was able to get a stronghold there earlier. So you give him a few years and he'll try to pop it up again, but don't fall for it. Stay ready to revenge that, that disobedient thought. Stay on, the, stay on the edge of it. Now, let's transition a little bit and go over to, to Romans uh, 10, and we'll introduce something really quick. Romans 10, 17 is so very simple. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. All right, so now you're meditating the Word. You're muttering it. You're speaking it. You're saying it. You're saying it, and you're hearing it. The, if you go back up, Earlier in that uh, Romans chapter 10, in that chapter, and you start with about uh, verse 13. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it goes on to talk about preaching and teaching and how so they hear except they be sent. It's the preached anointed word of God. That's the hearing that produces the faith. But notice that verse 13 said, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the word of God is the power of God that elicits the salvation package that we've been talking about. But it's the name 
that authorizes it. We're going to get into that next week. But until then, I tell you what, this is David and Win David and Lynn <laughs> Weeder, and we want to remind you God is always for you. He is never against you. And that we love you, He loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, be sure to follow us on Instagram, and you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner.